Well, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Youth and Culture Podcast, where youth ministry and culture collide. I'm your host, Ryan Sebastian, and I am joined with my co-host, David Hinkle. Good afternoon, good morning, or good night, depending on when you're listening to this. And if you're driving, watch the road. <laughs> Dude, that's all I do when I listen to podcasts. I, I pull them up when I'm driving and just listen while I'm driving at 1.3 speed. That's the only time I listen to podcasts or when I'm loading the dishwasher at night when the kids are in bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do have this. I do listen, listen, I listen to a lot of the podcasts and audiobooks when I'm driving. But Fridays, which has changed a little bit since I moved, we haven't got really got a, tr- in a really good rhythm. Mm. Uh, but that's my day that I do stuff around the house, uh, yard stuff, stuff like that. And I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, all my day off podcasts and audiobooks and uh, that type of deal so so yeah yeah my last three fridays have been taking one or two kids to the dentist and i didn't get through all the kids <laughs> <laughs> that's right you got seven seven yep seven man it's hard it's hard to imagine i can't i when i think of having seven i got two kids and my my wife works right now is homeschooling because we're transitioning uh locations so it's just best for us as a family uh, but man, I can't, uh, I can't imagine my wife homeschooling seven because she's going nuts right now with just two sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, technically speaking, she's only homeschooling four of them because the others are too young, but she's nursing one while homeschooling four <laughs> and keeping the other two from killing themselves because they're boys, they're twins, and they are loud and rambunctious. Yes. Yes. Well, well, guys, we're going to go ahead and get straight into our topic today because we're going to try our best to give enough time um, on this topic. It's actually, it's a topic that... Not controversial um, at all. Oh, yeah. Super easy conversation today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a topic, I, I would have to say that uh, for some people... Um, this will be who may be hearing us talk about this topic may actually uh, ears pop up really quick and not agree with us. And that's fine. You don't have to agree with what we're saying. This is mm-hmm. our opinion uh, based off of us looking at scripture and us doing ministry, what we believe. Uh, but this is the topic of online church or doing ministry online. Bum, bum, bum. And we're going to talk about how online ministry and we're going to find what i mean by that or doing yeah. church online yeah. online church whatever you want to say how do you want to phrase it um it is not a biblical way of producing disciples and we're gonna we're gonna hash that out but before we hash that out i do want to give a disclaimer here um i was on the other side of the aisle of this in, in other words uh when even before COVID, but when COVID hit, um, I was all gone whole about doing online church, online ministry, online small groups, 
casting our stuff, our, our live stream out to the entire country around the world, getting small groups from people from around the country and doing small groups online and all of that. So I was very much into that um, and very much pushing that in churches and while I was doing some consulting. Um, this last year as well, uh, last couple of years in, in, with other churches and kind of pushing that vision with them as well. But the last, I would say last eight, eight to 10 months, um, God has really been reversed working on my heart when it comes to this specific topic. Because what I've done is I've actually spent the last eight to 10 months doing a deep dive on what the church is mm. what is the church and through that that study and that deep dive and and uh during that time period god has actually done a 180 on my heart on this topic and i'm realizing came to the conclusion that everything i was pushing which none of it none of it was really bad none of it was really wrong nothing was That's wrong part of what makes this topic complicated <laughs> yeah it's not it's not wrong but it is not the best way for the church to move forward in making disciples. And we're going to talk about that here, uh, as well. Yeah. I thought of a good way to refer to it because we have, we got small churches, we got large churches, we got mega churches. And so because of Facebook rebranding their parent company, we could call online church meta church. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. And we're going into the metaverse. Yes. Which is going to be hashing out, which it pretty much is already starting to happen. But in the next ten years, we'll get in this a little more detail when we talk about church a little bit, tied into because it's tied into this topic. Uh, but the next ten years, you're going to you're going to see some very big lines and decisions churches are going to have to make specifically when it comes to this idea concept of the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, even something is like that. This is going to sound silly, and it kind of is, but it's also creative. Um, one of the youth pastor groups that we're both in on Facebook, one of the guys said that in the middle of the shutdowns, his middle school boys small group all got on the same server on Minecraft and built a church and held service <laughs> in their Minecraft server. <laughs> that, is, that is hilarious. That's funny because my, my kids, my kids, uh, they have Minecraft and they actually built a church. That's funny. It's funny. They you go in, they have, you see a cross, a little steeple, and you go in and you have, they have even have the seats. Everyone sits and they got a pulpit and they even built a baptistry. Oh, wow. Uh, that's it, it, cool. Yeah. For, for a, a nine-year-old, soon to be 10-year-old and a seven-year-old, that's it's pretty neat to see them get together. And anyway, golf topic, yeah. rabbit trail. But yeah, <laughs> um, but kind of what, well, before we just kind of get into this topic, I want to kind of take a pause and kind of give three things. And there's probably some more than this. It's just three things that, that I've thought of the top of my head. Uh, when it comes to what on what I think online church is good for. Okay. Uh, the first one is I really think online church doing ministry online is a great space for spreading the gospel. Uh, to getting the gospel message out is a great space for that. Yeah. Uh, and for some places in our world, that literally is the only option. So it's not like, should we or shouldn't we? It's if we want this people group to hear the gospel, it's going to have to come through the interwebs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the fact is, it's just a, it's just a great tool. Mm -hmm. Just like a one, a one day in time, just doing uh, stuff on TV. 
but there's some things I disagree with some of that. And that's another topic for another day. Televangelist. Too. Yeah. There's, yeah. But <laughs> it, 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 it still was a great tool. Yep. A uh, tool, tool for that, for spreading the good news of the gospel. Um, also, uh, the second thing is, is a, it's a great tool for connecting with shut-ins. Every single one of us uh, in our churches have people who cannot physically go to our gather our gathering uh, church gatherings. There, mm-hmm. there are people in that situation who just are, are uh, either elderly, uh, they are uh, just having some kind of medical issue that mm-hmm. just cannot physically be there. They're sick that Sunday. Yeah. Online church is a great, great tool for them to still stay connected and what's going on in their local church. I, I would say that. loosely connected. Yes, it, Loose, not, that is true. Yeah. That is true. And we'll get that what we mean by loosely connected uh, here, in, here in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, also, the third, the third thing, and there's, again, I said there's probably others, but the third thing is connecting with people uh, who are just out of town on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. who want to stay connected and at least know what's going on and follow through with the message. Uh, some people are like that. They like to connect online uh, and watch it. I am the opposite. I would, if I'm gone and I miss a Sunday, I, I, I would much rather listen to it on, um, on a podcast. Uh, that's how that's for me. That's, that's my preference. That's how I'm wired. And some people are wired that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that podcast will be is kind of connected when it comes to online. It falls in this realm, yeah, um, as well. So that's three things specifically that when I think of online church, what's good for those three areas. I'm sure there's more, mm-hmm. um, but but I say that I want to preference that that there's some things that online church is a great tool for, and and these are three areas. Uh, one of three of probably a few more that online church is very useful. Yeah. And, and when I, when I said loosely connected, I mean, that can be as simple as just acknowledging the fact that the connection is literally going one way. Um, and we all know that for a healthy, for us to have healthy interpersonal relationships with other people at any level, it has to be two way street of communication. You communicate with me, I communicate with you. And when you're doing online, um, even though yes, there is a comment section, um, you're mostly getting a one-way connection. And so that is a more, more loose, looser, whatever the correct term is, not as tight connection yeah. <laughs> or strong connection as if you were there in person and there was interaction going on, um, going both directions. Yeah. And that kind of, kind of, uh, kind of caveats into, uh, to, to why I'd say that online, that we think that online church is, is not an effective way of bringing disciples. Again, as, as, as believers in Christ, uh, when you study the Great Commissions, what we're called to, what Jesus called to the Great Commissions, and that's to make disciples. And part of that making disciples is reaching people with the gospel, but that is a, one aspect of making disciples. Mm-hmm. And it's living life life together, uh, growing and, and teaching to become more like Christ. And and anyway, so it's, so that is our goal um, when it comes to believers in Christ is to make disciples. That's what we're called to. 
Uh, and when I, when I think about online church and, and, and as the last uh, eight months as I've been going through this journey, um, again, there's a lot of things in Scripture we can hash out. But for time, I'm just going to talk about one aspect, a very practical aspect of why I think there's some potential problems when it comes to online church. And that, that is it causes a greater sense of faith. Uh, and what I mean by that greater sense of faith is that we already deal with this when it comes in person. Okay. Yeah. We are, we already deal with this when people come in, in person put, and people are not who they are in the church, not the same as they are outside the church. How you doing brother? Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah. Okay. So, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So we, so we already have a sense of fake, um, that's inside of our churches because you can, of course, the biblical term of that is hypocrites. Yeah. So we Lying. Have, yeah. You know, so whatever. We, yeah. So, which all of us are hypocrites, by the way, because all of us struggle with sin and do, do stupid stuff. But, mm. um, but what I'm talking about is, is you're, you're, you walk in, you're a completely different person sitting on the pew than you are outside mm. of, a church, of a church building or a church gathering. And, and that is a problem even now in our American churches, specifically in the South. I think, I think I really believe that it's more of a problem. Uh, with the cultural Christianity mindset of the South and is in other parts of the country. Uh, but it, it's a, that sense of fake mm. will, will skyrocket when it comes to uh, uh, being connected to the church only in an online space. Um, here, here's a perfect a, kind of an example of that is I love, I love the anime movies, okay? I mean, y'all can call me a nerd. You can call Wait, me. Hold on, let me clarify: animated or anime? Anime, anime, Ew. anime. Um, <laughs> so you can call you can call me Greek and a nerd. That's okay. But there is one specific uh, movie, uh, anime movie. It's called Sword Art Online. Okay, Sword okay. Art Online, and the whole idea concept of this movie is getting stuck in a virtual reality a game a VR game, virtual reality uh, type of game to where you're basically your avatar, who you are in this game is different than who you are in real life mm-hmm. and, and all this other stuff. You can, and you almost can, it's almost, you're, you're almost faking who you are mm-hmm. and becoming who you want or want to be in the online space. And so it actually, and again, I'm going to pick on virtual, virtual church, even though there's some gold nuggets there, and go some gold nuggets, but of just doing church in a virtual reality space, which is going to become more of a problem uh, once metaverse and all this stuff uh, in the next 10 years, 10 to 15 years, you're going to see more of, an, of this expanding out uh, of realist, realistic, more realistic avatars and wearing a type of uh, vest where you can feel someone giving you a hug and all this technology that's coming out the pipe. Uh, the next next five, uh, 10, 15 years, that you can fake who you are. It's, it's basically you're, you can become something that you're not really in real life. It's a different reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that you actually, that you brought up, that reminds me of the movie Ready Player One. Because they yeah. did the same thing. It's, it's, all, it's almost an all virtual world and reality is painted in that movie as being the worst. So of course, everyone wants to just stay in the game. Yeah. And it's, it's, it kind of, it kind of can lead to that for, and again, that's, that's a, we're talking about something that's fiction, but these concepts of this can become something 
uh, in a virtual metaverse type of mentality, something that can happen even now from an online space. And so you can get basically you, you're not really being genuine. You're not really being who you who you are. You're trying to be something that you want to be. Uh, just I can just think about me when I was a kid when I was and I think it came out in the late nineties uh, when uh, on the Nintendo sixty four when uh, Ocar uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time, which is still one of my all time favorite Zelda games, it came out. I can remember as a kid getting so sucked in the game that I felt like I was a part of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's a kind of kind of what you do when it can happen when this this virtual reality space when it comes to online is that you get sucked in and your realities of who gets blurred. Uh, and that can that can filter in when it comes to church when it comes to being something you're not. So that's the first thing that causes a greater sense of fake, of uh, not being genuine, of who you are, a blurry blurred of reality, what's real, what's not. Um, and that can go either way. Like yes, correct. The the presenting yourself in a way that's not accurate. Like you could be a total jerk online and be a nice person in real life. Or you could yep. be like everyone online sees your presence as, oh, they're so holy. They love Jesus so much. And then you meet them in real life and like realize, holy cow, you're, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and again, there, there are some exceptions to this. Don't get me wrong. There are some exceptions. Uh, there are people that don't fall in this camp that do stuff online, even in, even virtual reality now that don't fall in this line. But online church will uh, will actually make it a harder issue than what we're doing right now when it comes to people coming in our buildings, putting on a mask, not being who they are. It's going to cause it to be another level of problem uh, for dealing with this online. And I'll, also, the second thing is this, and this is. Uh, I don't want to see how to get around this, but there's not, there won't be much accountability. Mm. Um, and part, part of us being a growing in our faith and we look at the book of Acts of, of coming together and confessing our sin and praying over each other, encouraging each other, breaking bread, uh, which is there was the ultimate form of intimacy um, in the uh, in the early church, which that covers again, that's talking about the Lord's Supper together, but that's also talked about a, a high level of intimacy, mm -hmm. uh, which was sharing a meal, and uh, that doesn't happen online. Nope. Uh, you can't have that type of intimacy on an online space, uh, and that's and when you see examples all throughout the all throughout the New Testament of the early church, it's it's a high level of intimacy and genuineness and vulnerability and that level you may get some of that some aspects of that for people who really care who are online mm -hmm. but it does it's much harder to breed that type of intimacy from online space it is from a physical space yeah and i think now would probably be a good time to just point out that i think both of us would recognize that the church physically um we we can have a hard time of providing that necessary level of intimate fellowship in person that we're supposed to provide that is better than what's online and i think that's part of why a lot of people do stick to just being vulnerable online with their friends they meet there or something like that because they're not getting it at their church and i would say that's not an argument to just stay online that's an indictment on the church to do better 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. And again, you brought up a great point. That is a phenomenal point that uh, churches, a lot of churches are failing on this issue when it comes to breeding true form, true discipleship in the churches. I can't tell you how many conversations I have with uh, church leaders, uh, specifically in, in youth ministry um, and outside, and outside the realms of, of youth ministry that talked about the, how there's nothing really discipling our parents. Mm. Uh, the discipling parents, teaching parents how to disciple their own kids, the whole entire mentality is, is, is missing from the church. So, so, yes, I agree there's accountability when it comes to the church needs to do their part, but there's a lot of ways they have failed in that area. But even then, the answer is not online. Yeah, I've got some uh, opinions it, about that, but that'll be for another episode. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, it's it's not online. That again, can you do some of this online? Yes. Uh, I'll give you a perfect perfect example of um, uh, of this. Is that uh, I like for we'll, we'll use this example, David. Me, me and David are talking through our screens, okay? We meet through our screens. And, and to be honest with you, uh, for, 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 for the most part, we're able to connect very well by looking through us through a screen. Yeah, uh, but we were together physically for years before this. Correct. Correct. <laughs> uh, we had a foundation. Correct. Uh, it's, it, but also I'll, I'll use, uh, uh, Zach working for instance, he's, he's, uh, one of the hosts for the youth minister booster podcast. We work together for youth ministry booster. Um, we have, have to meet him last week <laughs> face to face. Yeah. His beard yeah. is amazing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> but for, for, for about a year, uh, maybe a little bit a year, we only got to connect, talk, hang out from online. Yep. Uh, and even though even though we were able to connect, we were able to get to know each other pretty, pretty well. When I got to see him, it was nothing like seeing him for the first time face to face and having a conversation face to face. Um, there's, there's just nothing that compares to a physical, uh, physical encounter with somebody. Yeah. And the camera doesn't do his beard justice. Things just a glorious <laughs> mane. That, that is very true. <laughs> Uh, and that kind of brings me to the last thing I want to talk about, and there's a few others we can hash out, but the last thing I want to talk about is, is uh, true discipleship just doesn't happen. And it can connect to what we just talked about. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. True discipleship, from what you see all throughout Scripture, and again, we're looking at Scripture, we're not making up things in our head, we're looking at God's Word. Uh, we look at every single example it was always living life on life together. Yeah, it wasn't a hole pouring, someone fell into. <laughs> yes, and you physically pouring into somebody. First, you Paul look at Timothy that Paul invested so much time physically with, with Timothy before he let him loose mm-hmm. uh, in ministry. And you saw this these examples. You saw Jesus Christ living three years, pouring into his twelve uh, disciples, pouring into them for three years of his life, his blood, sweat, and tears in pouring into them. And you, you just see examples of this all throughout Scripture, and that kind of discipleship cannot really be as effective in an online space. Can you do some aspects of it? Yes. 
But if you really want to build, again, we're called to make disciples, mm-hmm. it's really can't do that effectively from um, online space. Well, we'll think about this too. Um, whether you like this or not, doesn't matter. If you are into the concept of online dating, where you meet someone online, okay, what is the eventual goal of your relationship? What is it that, what, what's the one thing the two of you eventually want to do? Meet in person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can't have a successful marriage that started with an online dating profile and stay dating, um, married, and then living as a married couple online. Yeah. It doesn't and, work. <laughs> no, and, that, and you kind of, I'm glad you said that, David, because exactly what I was thinking about um, and have written down was was the analogy of, of, a, of a marriage. Yeah. Um, you can't marriage the intimacy, and I'm not talking about just sexual intimacy. I'm talking about relational intimacy. Yeah. Um, the intimacy that you have with your spouse, okay? That intimacy, imagine trying to get that level of intimacy from talking just online. Ugh. Or, or, or put it, put, or, Go to virtual reality church and put well virtual reality or whatever, uh, and put on avatar and try to have that level of intimacy on avatar. Uh, well, think about what military spouses have to go through when their spouse is deployed. That's all yeah. they get is a video chat, if that. And it's and if you talk to them, which we, again I was in a town with a lot of military families, it is highly difficult mm-hmm. going through a time without just talking through a screen. Or whatnot, it's highly difficult uh, when they're gone because there's that level of intimacy is not there. It's almost like we were designed to have interpersonal intimacy physically present. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can argue that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so so you just think about marriage. God, when you look at scripture, Christ, it talks about, it gives the analogy of marriage when it comes to Christ and the church. Mm hmm. Okay, that's an analogy that Christ gives. I think that he does that intentionally. Uh, in that uh, description, in that relational description, because, because there's, there's I mean, in marriage, the intimacy is also in the physical space. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's not done online. Again, there's people who would disagree with me, and that's okay. Uh, this is just my opinion based off of, of me looking at Scripture intently. And again, I was, this is me turning to 180. I was on the other side of the aisle uh, as well. And I, I just have, I've gotten to the point where I submit to scripture and the Holy Spirit. And that is what I've submitted to. Um, but there, the level of intimacy that you have in, in person, you can never replicate online. And I don't, people can argue me all day. There's no way you can replicate that level of intimacy uh, online because in, in in person there's a genuineness. You're not being. You can't be fake. You can't put a fake avatar. You can't put a fake. You, you, there's a level of intimacy that is there. There's a level of vulnerability that is there that you can't replicate. And I think. And then when you look at all these scriptures, and when you look at the early church. The level of intimacy uh, of the earlier church again, where they weren't perfect. Because look at First, Second Corinthians. Ugh. Okay, the church was not was not perfect. Yeah, 
but what this church was birthed out of in terms of Pentecost and in Jerusalem, and, and you see all the believers coming together, confessing sins, encouraging each other, breaking bread and bread and level of intimacy they had, you can't replicate it online. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you could probably replicate the hurt online. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can replicate that. You can replicate uh, that. Keyboard warriors um, and people with no filter because they think we can't see them. Um, but yeah, that that actually, okay, so that kind of brings us to this question then. So should we just not do anything online as a church? No, that's not what we're saying. Um, Brian talked about a couple of the positives earlier, but I, this is the way I like to look at it. And I honestly do not remember where I got this analogy from. I'm pretty sure I did not come up with it on myself by myself. So probably some pastor who got it from some pastor who got it from some pastor. So if you know who it is, put it in your next review of our podcast. All right. So, <laughs> um, this is how I look at it. Uh, it, cause if you're asking like, well, we've got to have an online presence, uh, cause that is one of the ways that people find churches in the area when they move is they look it up online. So this is how, look at it like a house. All right. This is my, my way of looking at it. If you look at the social media presence of a church, I look at that as like the curb appeal. If someone's sitting in their car outside on the road, looking at the house, what they're looking at is your social media accounts, your presence. Is it polished? Is it messy? Is have the weeds been pulled out? Is the grass cut, you know, or the windows broken? <laughs> you know, can you see all that from the road? Yes. And so that it, it's a good idea not to be all flash and pizzazz, but it's a good idea to have a, an appropriate curb appeal so that it doesn't scare people away. Um, and then I, as much as people may not like them or may not think they're relevant, I think it's a good idea still to have a church website because the church website is like the front porch. Um, you're closer to the house. You can see more detail. You can look in the front windows and see the living room. Um, you can see uh, a little bit more. You can have a conversation with people at the front door, but you're not necessarily in the house yet. Um, and, our, and church websites offer more information than a social media presence does. Um, and then once you get into the foyer uh, entranceway in the living room, that would be like attending the church physically, just showing up on Sunday morning for worship. And you're, you're now inside the building. You're, you've met some people. You're checking out how their worship is, how their preaching is, whether it's doctrinally sound, uh, if the music is the kind of music you like or can't stand. Um, you know, if you if you like, this is a great color of the carpet. <laughs> Um, and, and so that, that would be like attendance. Um, and then small groups or, you know, whatever you want to call it, Sunday school, life groups, uh, church groups, uh, discipleship communities, discipleship groups, whatever you want to call it, your, your small group ministry of the church. Um, I would consider that the dining room, uh, because now you've got people together. You're having a little bit more intimate conversation you're getting to know each other. And because we're Baptists, it's around food, dining room. All right. Uh, and and then really, I think the last one, and I think this is the goal, is to get everybody into the kitchen uh, because that's where you see serving happen and that's where you see discipleship happen. Um, biblical discipleship is in the kitchen because the kitchen is really kind of the hub of the home. Um, it's one of the most important rooms. That's where all the food comes from. And if you have no food, nobody lives. So um, that that's kind of how I look at it. And so the there's definitely uh, an online aspect to church that I think in our in our day and age is, is appropriate and healthy because really it's kind of your first step into getting to know a local body 
of believers. And the we just talked about this recently in our church. And the question was, what do we do with people who have only ever watched the live stream of our service? They've only ever gone to our YouTube account and watched the sermons and the services. What do we do with those people? What if one of them says, hey, I want to join your church? Well, our response to that was, uh, we have a watch care program. And what that means for us is that if anybody comes you know, forward at the end of a service and says, hey, I'm a visitor, I would actually like to uh, join your church. Um, we, we have you know, the congregational, everyone say amen, and we do that. But that's not for membership. That's for the watch care program. And the watch care program is essentially for us, um, you are kind of treated like a member, like we'll do ministry with the family and we'll be reaching out and trying to get you plugged in also pushing you to do the new members class because a new members class is required before membership. And then after you've completed the new members class, the church council votes on membership and then you can become a member of the church. But the goal is to get you physically present as a physical member of the local body of believers, because that is the way God designed it. And that's the way we see it fleshed out in acts. And so no, don't forsake online. Uh, but don't put all your eggs in that basket either, because it's not how things were designed. And I think, um, Ryan, you've said this a couple of times throughout this episode, um, we're going to have a huge jump in what online life looks like, especially with the metaverse and these avatar things that are coming out and a lot of this other technology. I think that's going to have a huge surge. And then people are going to realize, oh, gee, this is not nearly as fulfilling as I thought it would be. <laughs> and they're going to start looking again. And the church cannot change its message. We can change our methods a little bit, adjust as we need to go, but we can't change our message and we can't abandon our physical gathering together. And if you want to get all specific about it, sure, let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. We are to meet together and not abandon that as is the habit of some because we are to spur one another on towards love and good works. And it's really hard to spur people onto love and good works when you can't even see their face. It's really hard to hug someone when you can't be present physically with them. And it's extremely easy to wear an even bigger mask and not let people in to who you really are when you're online, because we already wear masks to the people around us when we're with each other physically. And it takes time and hard work to get past that. And that can only happen when you are physically present with your church family. Yeah, that kind of, you brought up a good point when it comes to, uh, you mentioned serving, and I want to mention it, just take a second to say this um, as, we, as we close, but um, another thing when it comes to servants, you can't, from online space, you can't really do that from online. And people coming alongside each other, serving, reaching their community, reaching others from the gospel, side by side, hand by hand. And there's encouragement and, and building up of, of saints that happens through that process. That can't happen. That doesn't happen online. Um, especially when it just it, when you're doing VR church or virtual reality church, or if you're doing like a, um, just a live stream and you're just connected to a live stream, you're not and you're uh, hundred miles, uh, two, three hundred miles away. Um, there's not that sense of uh, you know, shoulder to shoulder 
working together, furthering the gospel and making disciples together, that is not there, is not present in the online space. And that is that is the one of the uh, descriptions, or what do you want to say, they're part of what the church is, that the uh, church gathering in the people and what the body of Christ is, is that's part of it. It's coming alongside together in the work of the ministry. Yeah. If you have not had a chance yet, please leave a review or a star uh, comment, whichever kind you want, because um, that allows us to not only get feedback from you, but um, if someone's looking for youth ministry content uh, for for a podcast that's still putting out episodes, uh, then we would like to be near the top of the search results, and that just helps. Um, so we would really appreciate it if you do that. Uh, if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover, or if you want to go back in our back catalog and look through something we hit like back in episode one through 10, and you think they should do that one again, it's been a while. Go check it out and let us know which one you want to hear about. Uh, we'd love to rehash something because as we all know, in case you don't, youth ministry changes very quickly, <laughs> uh, but scripture never does. So uh, we'd love to, to help process that with you guys. We also have a youth and culture Facebook group uh, if you want to join the group and we have a page uh, and that'll allow you to keep up with us on social media as well. We're also on Instagram and we're part of the RFP network of podcasts and we're on rfpnetwork.org. It's us and several other podcasts. I think we're up to 10 now. And uh, there's some other um, non-controversial podcasts <laughs> on that network as well. So check those out. Um, and uh, we would love to connect with you guys in any of those ways. Well, guys, stay tuned for our next episode.